RJN, sup, Arj? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? You know, we're just living, man. Happy Monday, I guess. Yeah. So, oh. uh, what'd you do this weekend, RJ? I mean, not much, but what'd you do this weekend at in your uh, in your home? Did you go outside? Well, getting ready for classes to start again. Yeah, online. All online. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, <laughs> classes? What are you talking about? So, so like, I, I'm, I've never taken an online class before. And really? That, that just shows you the difference between like. Oh, what year did you graduate UW Madison? Oh wait. Oh, so yeah, yep. So so I mean, there, just there were like, options. Yeah, but, but like, it wasn't. It just, just started. Like, kind of. That sounds so stupid. It's going to be done in like one year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember taking online class. I'm like, this is dumb. I just would rather be in the classroom. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. Uh, the I have one live class, so I'm interested to see how that works out, and then another one I can just uh, watch the uh, lecture. Uh, on my own time so those will all be posted and yeah it'll be interesting to see how that works out <laughs> but uh so here's I, a tip i'll give you most of the uh, online classes that i took in college not that i took a ton a lot easier than the ones in class oh really see like i'm 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 one who likes going into class sitting down and being Same. able to like ask the question right away if i need to but, Same, but we uh, had one class where you had to take it online oh so had to so RJ, you have online classes coming up, and I gotta say, like moving out of the dorms and then graduation and whatnot. I mean, certain times in your life, there's moments where you're like, "Damn, like this is crazy." Like I'm moving out of the dorms. I'm like in college, and now I'm like moving on. I'm moving out. Yeah. And then the graduation's got to hit. You're walking down the aisle, getting your diploma. Got to be pretty, you know, just an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. A good feeling. Well, I mean, they like kicked everyone out of the dorms. Yeah. Which is, it had to be a surreal moment. Well, you hear for Jim Rome talking about it. Yeah, because his, his son his goes son's here. like, he's taking classes at the UW 10 feet away from me at home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine, like, uh, you know, for your. Did you walk walk down the aisle and have the commencement speech and everything? Did you yeah. that? We've talked about it before. Uh, I had the same speaker yeah. I did for high school. And, <laughs> and who was, just, like, what was this? It was Spencer like, Black. He's a state representative. I yeah. mean, no offense to Spencer Black, but... And it was the same I'm speech. I'm impressed that you remember that, because I don't even know who gave mine. For high school? For, for college. For high school or college. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was so mad. That's why I still like, remember it. I already heard Come this. on! And that, then, did the speech change in that four no, or five years? No, because like, I was leaning over to the person next to me, because at least in college, you He's going to say this yeah. next. And, and she was laughing her ass off, because like, <laughs> I would sit here and call the whole speech, and he's like... He's going to say his son's getting ready to enter college. Uh, as my son is getting ready to enter college, I was like, yes. I could have made so much money <laughs> off that speech. It would have been like in uh, uh, Wedding Crashers. Oh, Colossians 1230. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, hey, uh, r- real quick before I ask you some UW questions, RJ, we do have some breaking news. The King on Twitch just uh, brought it to my attention. Really, this happened two hours ago. <laughs> Was breaking to me, damn it. It's news to me, damn it. It's still real to me. The Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Well, they're not going to be 2020 Olympics no more. They've been postponed. The opening ceremony date is now going to be July 23rd of 2021. Yeah. So, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, Olympics have been moved around before. They used to always be in the same year. The winter and the, the summer. Then they realized, like, let's stretch this out so we can make more money. Right. And it's it's like things like uh, the Ryder Cup it used to be odd years until uh, November 11th happened, and then that got moved one year back to even years. So who knows? The Ryder Cup might now get moved back to odd years. Yep. Um, and what it the the whatever period we're calling this, depending on what state you're in. Yeah. Uh, social distancing has ex- been extended to April 30th. April 30th. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So. Uh, the farther Dude, that gonna, gets extended, the more extended hug, we're going to get away from. I'm going to hug all my sports. homies and all my haters after April 30th. Everyone's <laughs> even the haters, get, even the haters, are going to get a big hug from me. Uh, something else that's been postponed. I'm looking at this. Um, the Big Ten has come out to say that they're adding on four weeks to suspension of organized team activities. So, so May 4th. Now? Yep, May yeah. 4th, and then well, on May 4th, the reason why I was asking you about you know, f- f- like moving out of the dorms and graduating. So at May 4th, they're going to reconvene and talk about, you know, what they're going to do. But University of Wisconsin is scheduled to be in the final exam period for the spring semester come May 4th. 
So, I mean, do you think that's going to have any effect on who even knows if we'll be around? Like May 4th is going to be a good date for things to start having team activity. <laughs> but does having, you know, exams and whatnot kind of just we're going to have to set it back even farther for bringing back sports? I mean, just I know it's all hearsay, but no. I mean, in the spring, you still have your athletic schedule going on during exams. Athletes will so how it work take for you them on the road or take when them. When you were part of the, the football team. Well, um, I mean, and, and exams and whatnot. Everything was done. Was it? I mean, not not for fall exams because I mean, yeah. Uh, usually, exams all finished before you left for your bowl game. Okay. Um, especially the players because they got to stay around longer. Sure. Uh, if you left on the early crew to depart and get the sites all ready for their arrival, uh, yeah, a couple of the tests I did take early to then leave prior to Christmas sure. um, for some of those bowl games. Um, but, yeah, spring, you're done with everything because uh, mid-April, you're done with spring ball. Uh, pretty much your responsibilities outside of – oh, my responsibilities outside of checking in the football office, see if anything needed to be done. Uh, so your hours went from, like, all day every day to, like, pop in for, like – Maybe an hour a day. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, how much, how valuable, I know it's valuable, but how valuable in your opinion is like spring training for the team, like the weightlifting regimen and all that stuff? It's, I mean, the the good thing is a lot of it you can do on your own if you have access to I the saw, kind of stuff. And I saw like, not, I mean, no, it's different than football, but Greg Gard was talking about a lot of his guys don't have access to stuff. So they're, right. they're going in with their physical therapists and whatnot and their strength and conditioning stuff and, and saying, what can they do at home with mm-hmm. like resistance bands or et cetera, yep. et cetera. So, I mean, a lot of the power lifts, you're not going to be able to do the Olympic lifts. You're probably not going to have access to any of that. Yeah. Until 2021, July 23rd. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, keeping up that strength, uh especially I mean a lot of it is for the football players to be putting in the calories that they still can to maintain weight and everything. I'm sure that's no uh, problem right now if we're right. putting in the calories. Um and getting your workouts in that is gonna become a little more difficult um in terms of actual than spring practice. Some teams are better off than others, you know, if you're losing a lot, the Badgers probably could have yeah. benefited from the quarterback well, that's, position that's working the out, that... the running backs working out, uh, linebackers sure. working out, all that kind of stuff. But um, That's yeah. the thing that that I question a lot is, you know, quarterback position. Graham Merce isn't going to have the opportunity to try and beat Jack Cohn out. Who's going to be the running back? If you want to have Mertz, I'm saying over Cohen. Right. Well, like he's not gonna have the, the good thing is you still like, have a fall camp to do that. True. If that happens. But it's like, <laughs> that's the thing, if it happens. They're setting everything. But, you know, it's an even playing field for everyone. Everyone's getting set back. So it's right. one of those things. But Wisconsin's got a lot of question marks, like running back. Mm-hmm. What is the is running back the biggest question mark for Wisconsin? Like, that's their bread and butter, right, is the running back. Well, or who replaces Orr and Bond. Sure. Um, now, I mean, with Wisconsin – I mean, every time we've had a guy leave, it's been like, who's going to replace him? Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, look at this guy. Look at this guy. (laughs) So maybe that's not as big. But, yeah, uh, who's going to replace Cephas? Uh, Who's going to replace Taylor? Um, You know, the good thing is at least some of the names, even if you haven't seen them on uh, get a play in, uh, some of these names at receiver and running back, it's like, oh, hey, I recognize that name. Yeah. That, that kid came in with some kind of fanfare, so that's good. It's not like you're replacing him with just a a name that you're going to have to be like, oh, wow, this guy's actually good. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I've heard that name. I've heard good things about sure. him. Um, but, yeah, it, it, those two positions probably would have really benefited. I welcome on in. Joe and show surviving. One day at a time, my friends. Ebo, captain of the SS Zone, reporting for duty, full steam ahead. I got. <laughs> what, what? What would you be, Nelson? My uh, my my shipmate. My shipmate. I don't, I don't know what it would be. My shipmate, Nelson, along with me as well. Corporal. 
Full steam ahead, babies. All right, so before we get into some football, NFC North, I want to talk. I want to look in the mythical March Madness bracket and also the Nellies. I unveil some new um, some votes for the Nellies as well. The top movies Nelson's never seen will vote on a March Madness style and then make him watch the winner at the end. But before that, I just got to give a shout-out. Over the weekend, yesterday, you really, think we should be doing this? really bad news, sad news. At the age of 61, complications of the COVID-19 coronavirus, Joe Diffie, the country music hitmaker through the 90s, passed away. Prop this dude upside next to the jukebox. Didn't love John Deere Green. Pickup man. And this classic, prop me up beside the jukebox if I die. Well, Joe Diffie will prop you up, brother. R.I.P. Prop me up beside the jukebox if I die. Lord, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go tonight. Pretty crazy, man. 90s country, Nelson. The pinnacle of country music. The early pinnacle. early 90s mm. tough there he is joe diffie r.i.p man that's crazy 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 besides the joe diffie news that made me sad this one i had to laugh at i'm looking at uh twitter obviously and out comes the news that the detroit lions have signed wide receiver geronimo allison ha <laughs> Uh, he'll get a one-year deal for, it's not even a million dollars, $910,000 is going to be his um, his deal, and he'll get, I guess he'll get over a mil because he'll get over a signing bonus of 137000 So that's the max for the veteran minimum, Geronimo Allison. Now, Allison did set career highs in starts, games played, and receptions last season for the Packers. But if we go back and look at the stats, eesh. 34 receptions for 287 yards and two touchdowns. And he had one rushing attempt for seven yards. And that's worth a million bucks. That is what your Detroit Lions out of the NFC North has signed. Geronimo Ellison. He averaged 8.4 yards per reception and was credited for five drops after they tried to move him into the slot to replace uh, Randy Cobb. (laughs) And what did you were texting me last night like, hey, we can talk about this. We. You know, we can talk about that. And what did you text me? You text me Geronimo Allison news. What did I respond with? Let me go. I think it was just a simple LOL. <laughs> exactly, because that's <laughs> what I think about the signing. So Nelson texts me, what do you want to talk about tomorrow? And I said, oh, I got some stuff. And you said, I've been really digging in the NFL draft. I said, yeah, same. Let's do it. And I said, Allison to the liar. Allison to the Lions. Simple LOL. <laughs> Well, does, uh, this is what I question about other teams in the NFC North. You play the Packers two times a year. Why did the Bears sign Jimmy Graham? What was it like, sixteen mil? Yeah, it's roughly nine eight and a half mil a guaranteed. Did you not watch the two times you played the Packers last year or the year before that? And it's then, a, it's then not the even Lions. That. And the Lions. Did they not watch when Geronimo Allison played them two times a year? Like, then they have tape. There's this thing called tape. Did they not watch that either? You don't even need to watch the Packers tape against the Bears if you're the Bears for the last couple of years. Just watch a Seahawks tape, too. Like, yeah. this is... Oh, man. <laughs> so, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy Graham has fooled so many people. Like, he basically stole the money the last couple of years. I was excited about Graham when he came into the Packers. I thought if we could get something like he did with the Seahawks, we would be, as Packer fans, ecstatic about it. Well, I mean, we got we didn't get anything close to any of that. It was, it was obviously a a, a, a Jimmy Graham was a a player that was already on the way downhill side of his career. We saw that as Packer fans. He what? He maybe maybe redeemed a little bit of himself in the game against the Seahawks in the playoffs. Um, right. In my opinion, that still was that's not like, even close. Yeah, but wasn't that his best game? Yeah, probably. Which is sad. At least it wasn't a big moment in the playoffs. So, I mean, I tip your hat to Jimmy Graham for that at least. What did Geronimo Allison ever do 
for the Green Bay Packers. And what does it say about the wide receiving core as a whole that Geronimo Allison was like a, a focal point to a degree of that? Well, I think, what was that? And that the Lions still signed him. Three years ago, where three or four years ago, when Geronimo Allison, he showed some flashes. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, this guy, this guy might be able to, to be a player. And then I think it was two or three years ago when he went out and had the, um, oh, I'm blanking. He had that surgery on his groin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, you know that that kind of stinks, like. We thought this guy was something, and then all of a sudden he's just still – He's just another guy. Yeah, he's like <laughs> – he's literally a guy that's like the fifth or sixth receiver on your team. Yeah, the King says on Twitch, Stafford drops back. Stafford sees Geronimo Allison wide open. Stafford bombs it deep. Allison drops it. And it's fourth down for the Lions. They have to punt. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Jimmy Graham and the Bears, why? So I'm looking at the Packers right now. I do like the signing of Devin Funchess. I think that's got a lot of upside. But like you were saying, Nelson, so the Packers have gained linebacker Christian Kirksey. What do we know about Kirksey the past two years? He's played a total of nine games. Injured. But a lot of upside there, right? Because when he was healthy three seasons ago, he's a beast. Tackle Rick Wagner. Do I call him Ricky or do I call him Rick? I think I think we go with Ricky. Well, well you know, Ricky was – that was before he was 30. Now he's 30, 30 and – what is he, going to be 31 coming up? I think then you drop the wine, you become Rick. I think he played better as Ricky. All right, so we'll call him Ricky? It's like the Trent Grisham, Trent Clark thing. What do you think about Ricky? All right, so what do you, let's go down the list here. Christian Kirksey, upside, potential, right? I but, think it's a higher ceiling than Blake Martinez, but with Martinez, you knew what you were going to get. A guy that was going to be there every single game, he was going to make some tackles, but he was going to be just terrible in coverage and slow. Let's go with the next name, what we were just talking about. We'll go Ricky, Ricky Wagner. See, I think that's another that's another signing that has some upside, but the upside is for the price, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, Brian Balaga is a better player than Ricky Wagner. There's no doubt about it. Brian Balaga is a, a pro bowler. Brian Balaga went out and got $10-plus million a year Brian Balaga's been, when healthy, pretty much a Pro Bowl-level right tackle. All right, so then the Packers have gained, we talked about Christian, look at this transition, Christian Kirksey, Ricky Wagner, Devin Funchess. I think out of all of them, I think Devin Funchess the most. A 26-year-old, got a little veteran experience. You got him on a really cheap deal. I think he can be really good with Aaron Rodgers because when Cam Newton was healthy and swagging and balling on him, Funchess was looking good. I think my my favorite one would have to be Kirksey. Yeah. Just because if healthy. He's a little faster than if, Martinez. If too. healthy, he's a Pro Bowl, legit all-around middle linebacker. All right, so then they kept Mason Crosby. I think we all like that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the easy one. Oh, God, the phone's ringing again. Do you think it's Charlie? 608 321 Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who we got? Oh, now I got Judas Charlie. All right, he's gone. All right, so God, Jesus, man. he's hammered. All right, so Mason Crosby. Then you got tight end Mercedes Lewis. That's one kind of confused me a little bit. I think he's just going to be brought back to do what he's been there for the last you know couple of years. It's just basically be the blocking. Yeah, tight throw end a mean block and maybe catch three passes a year. Catch a few passes and they always seem to be pretty good passes in like opportune times though. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers look for a tight end. Wait, I gotta write that down for Charlie. That was six. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you think of Jay Sternberger? I think there's some there's some potential there. I mean, he was used almost as like a bigger receiver at Texas A and M. His last year there, he's a guy that's athletic. I mean, he showed a little bit, but the thing is, I like Jay he was injured as a rookie, so he didn't get to. He wasn't playing very much, and the Packers were going to give Jimmy Graham every opportunity to be Jimmy Graham of old. But Jimmy Graham couldn't do that. But he was making all the money, yeah. so you're not going to play a guy that's a rookie that's been hurt, probably doesn't know the ins and outs of the offense because of the injury. He's got a lot of upside, though. I like Jay Sternberg. I was pretty excited when they drafted him. So, I'm just glad they decided to move away from the Jimmy Grahams same. and all that. It was and too give, much money to him. Give a guy like Jay Sternberger and uh, Robert Tanyan right, opportunities. So what do you think of safety? And they kept safety Will Redmond. What do you think of Will Redmond? Just a guy? 
that's basically just depth. I mean, yeah, you need depth. And then they brought back the kick returner specialist running back Tyler Irvin. See, that's a, that's a I like that. He's good on special teams. He was one of the guys I w- was hoping they'd bring back because look how much better he made the Packers special teams. Yeah. Plus you can use him as like that what? Third option out of the backfield and you can catch the ball. We'll talk draft in a second here for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers, here's who they lost. So they gained Christian Kirksey, Rick Wagner, Devin Funches. They kept Mason Crosby, Mercedes Lewis, Will Redmond, and Tyler Irvin. They have lost linebacker Blake Martinez to the Giants. Linebacker Kylo, Kyler Fackrell to the Giants. Tackle Brian Bulaga to the Chargers. Linebacker B.J. Goodson to the Browns. Wide receiver Geronimo Allison now with the Lions. You have fullback Danny Vitale with the Patriots, and they released Jimmy Graham, who signed with the Chicago Bears. Nelly, what is the biggest glaring need for the Packers for the draft that still will hope, my God, hopefully still go on? The 30th pick. Obviously, I still think the Packers have a decent amount of holes. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not great in a lot of spots. But I think Gutekunst has actually done a pretty decent job filling these holes with pretty decent options to the fact where when you look at the first round in the draft, he has a lot of different options that he can go to. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously it's going to all depend on how the board falls to him or if they move up or down or however they, they play this draft plays out. But I think Gutekunst has put himself in a really good position for a lot of possibilities at 30. What If you were inside the mind of Brian Gutekunst, what would you do first with that 30th pick? Personally? Yes, you. I would look at receiver or inside linebacker, but it would have to be certain names. Like, I'm not just no, drafting. You wouldn't, go offense, you wouldn't go offensive lineman, like a tackle? You well, think Ricky Wagner shirred that up? Well, that's where there's a little caveat to this. Yeah. If you had guys like Queen, Murray mm. available, yeah, take them at 30. I just don't think they're going to be available there. A lot of mock drafts are coming out projecting them gone. If Queen if, was there at 30, which I think is a pipe dream, but if Queen was there, dude, that would be pretty sick, wouldn't it? I think I would prefer Murray over Queen. I mean, either one I mean, of them. You look at the two, then you look at receivers. What do we know about this draft class? The receivers – are incredibly deep. There's 25 to 30 receivers that they said are are grading out to having at least like um, developmental dra- uh, ability and traits to yeah. become legit players in the NFL. 25 to 30? That means you're going to be getting receivers that are probably second, third, fourth round draft picks in the sixth, seventh round. So, so it's incredibly deep, but if you don't, if the guys like Lamb, Judy, uh, Rugs, Jefferson. If those guys are gone by thirty, I I honestly think there's more value in rounds two through four, and you don't have to. Uh, well, you don't have deep. to reach. It's super deep for wide receivers, right? And that's where this is going to be incredibly unpopular. But I think the right pick, if that's <gasps> if that's the deal, is offensive line. Man, it's not sexy, but and if you look at what <laughs> what are their needs. Sexy. They need receiver, they need inside linebacker, they need offensive line help, defensive line help, and possibly tight end. What do you think about cornerback? At 30, if those names are gone, the only real position with great value is offensive line. It is super. You know what's not deep for wide receivers is free agency. Like That was like slim pickings, and you know the Packers. I mean, there were some guys out there, but they got bank. That's why I do like that Devin Funches move. I hope, and listen, Packers and non-sexy moves with their first pick, that's like, that's like peanut butter and jelly. Packers and non-sexy first-round picks, that's just it just goes together. That's just what they've we've known since for like 18, 17 years. When's the last time they had a skill player draft in the first round? Javon was it Walker? Like, yeah. And how that was 17 years ago. So I'm looking at right now um, our guy Rob Reichel who joined us Thursdays at 8:20, talking Packers Forbes.com. He lists. He's ranking them 1 through 10 of the biggest needs. Wide receiver comes in number one for our guy Robbie. He said 2018 Devontae Adams led the Packers with 111 catches. Marquez Valdez-Scantling ranked second with 38 receptions. 
Then in 2019, Adams led the Packers again with 83 receptions, while Alan Lazard was second with 35 catches. Yeah, pretty thin. Dude, our second receiver had 35 catches, and the Packers got to the NFC Championship game. See, the only reason why I think personally I would put inside linebacker ahead of that is because the Packers signed Christian Kirksey, but who did they lose? Martinez. Mm -hmm. They lost Goodson. Like Your boy Fackrell. Yeah, but I, I see him more as like an edge outside linebacker. I'm I'm talking strictly inside linebackers. They lost multiple guys. They only signed one. I know the Packers like to to play nickel and dime quite a bit, but I feel like you're gonna need at least one more just to just feel safe, especially because Kirksky's played nine games the last two seasons. Yeah, he where I feel like he looked he was pretty damn. But that was like three years ago when he was looking pretty damn good. When you look at the Packers receivers, they signed Funches another year for uh, some of the guys to develop, and I'm not talking about MVS or Kumro. <laughs> You're talking about bringing back Jeff Janice? No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying I think another year for some of them will be all right. Now, I do think that uh, guys like Kumro and MVS – they might not make this squad because they brought in Funches. I mean, they still have. Uh, I want to see what St. Brown can do. Yeah, because he was, was hurt, hurt last year. year. Last year, I think he's that big. Of, he's that big body guy, right? That was he like possession receiver between St. Brown, MVS, and Jay Kumro. The one that I think deserves, Jay The one that deserves a legit look is St. Brown because he was hurt and he showed a little bit at the end of the season two years ago. Yeah. We'll see. And, and I mean, you still have guys we know that are going to be key contributors. Lazard, Funches, Adams. Yep. Everything else is a wild card, but you do still have some athletic bodies at tight end now with Sternberger and Tanya. All right, Nelson, you're a gambling guy, right? That's a rhetorical question. I know you are. I have a very interesting under bets that I have stumbled across on the Twitters. We will talk about that and how it deals with the Green Bay Packers Coming up next. All right, Joan Ebo Show. Soldiering on in these trying times. Nelson in. Speaking of you, Nelly, we have the Nellies going on right now. We whittled the list down of what we thought were the top movies for Nelson to watch. We put them in a little bracket, and we're voting on them all. And then whatever one wins, we're going to make Nelson watch. Don't believe me, just watch. All right, Nelson, so we had the McLean bracket today. I'm not going to ask you what you think of these movies because you've never seen them. So what would be the point of it? I'm going to read them out, though. Uh, in the McLean side of the bracket today, we're voting on the one seed, Die Hard, yippee Kaye, mother effer. Going against the eight seed, Con Air, right now, Die Hard is up 72-27. to 27. Some people call that Con Air was going to pull the upset. I don't see it happening. The 4-5 seed. Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. Khan! Is losing in a big way to the five-seed Jaws. Looks like they found a bigger boat. And Nelson and I put this one up there. The three-seed Blade Runner, Harrison Ford Classic, versus the six-seed Mission Impossible. Now, I know you're not a big Tom Cruise guy, but Mission Impossible is pretty sick. Uh, what's the uh, plot of Blade Runner? Blade Runner is like futuristic. There's a bunch of cyborgs that are, it's like AI has become real and they look like humans. They act like humans. The Blade Runners are people that are sniffing out these bad robots and like putting them into retirement, i.e. killing them. And Harrison Ford's got to take down a mastermind robot. It's sick. That's going against the six seed Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise's wackiness is up 54 to 45% on Blade Runner. Could have an upset right here. Dude, Mission Impossible, I know you're not a Tom Cruise guy, but Mission Impossible is sick. John Voight's in it. That dude's badass. Isn't John Voight now the head of the uh, Kennedy Center? <laughs> I think he's on the board. <laughs> so that's a good one. And then the 2-7 seven, the matchup, the two-seed Jurassic Park. And you have quoted Dr. Malcolm without even realizing it, that life finds a way. That's going against Mad Max, the Road Warrior. 
man, I love some Mad Max. But Jurassic Park is just dominating Mad Max the Road Warrior right now, 81 to 18%. So get your vote on at Zone Madison. If you want to make a case for one of these movies, please opine away at 608-321-1670. That's um, the round of the Nellies on the McLean side. And in case you missed it, on Friday, Empire Strikes Back beat Team America. Back to the Future beat Groundhog's Day. Then we have Citizen Kane lost to The Great Escape. And Boondock Saints, the seven seed with the huge upset over Terminator 2. Boondock Saints beat the two seed T2. So we'll have more finalists or uh, moving on today once the show concludes at 10 o'clock. Okay, Nelson, so we were talking about the Green Bay Packers and what they need to do with the draft. You went unconscious talking to me. You're like Frank the Tank on Old School when he just goes unconscious in the debate. You, on break, were talking about how the Packers aren't going to be sexy in the draft, but how it's needed to be done. Can you Can you please... Go unconscious again, black out for me, and tell me what you were saying off air? I mean, just to to keep it simple, I think if you look at the needs, I, pretty much everyone from what I've seen, we, you talked about Rob Reichel uh, last segment coming out with an article saying Packers most needs, and uh, if I remember correctly, it was receiver one, inside linebacker two. Yeah. If those big-time names are gone by 30, there really isn't as much value taking – said receiver or another inside linebacker there just because the the draft grades don't really spell it out even though it's a need and then you got to start looking at your other your other needs like defensive line most likely the top few defensive linemen are also going to be off the board don't know if it's really going to be of much value to take one at 30 and it just comes down to if you're looking at it for pure best available need based on value you're gonna have to go with offensive line because obviously the top the top three offensive line products are they're already gonna be gone as well if you see the the pattern that keeps coming up here yeah but you're gonna have guys in that range of 30 like the the Jones the Isaiah Wilson the Austin Jackson that are guys that could step in and play right away or be guys that sit for a year or two learn and come in and, and can contribute and those are like the second tier of offensive linemen slash tackles. Now, do you think that the Packers are done in free agency? No. What do you think? I mean, I'm trying to look at the top wide receivers left in free agency. I don't. I don't think you're going to see a wide wide receiver. No. Signed. I mean, the only reason I bring it up because I'm looking at this list, and on the bottom of the list, they have Des Bryant, Josh Gordon, who's suspended, and Antonio Brown. <laughs> I mean, of all, Des Bryant, Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, who's most likely to get a job? Oh. Or do you think any of them get a job? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's 29, I believe. Yeah. Des is in his 30s. What? Des is not getting a job. He hasn't played in a, over a year. Antonio Brown has crazied himself is, out of the league. Yeah, there's no way you can bring that in. So they wanted what? Tom, Let's just say. They're thinking about Tom Brady getting him a new or a Tom Tampa Bay. Brady said he wanted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to give AB a chance, it's Tom Brady, right? It's the GOAT. It's the guy with the most Super Bowl rings. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go down the list. Bruce Arians, the head coach for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, comes out and said, he doesn't fit this team. We are not (laughs) interested. If Tom Brady can't get a team to sign a player, no one's going to sign AB. Sorry. I can't believe, like, out of the league. Do you think someone like the Raiders would go get him? Just because it's going to the be the Raiders a... already tried that. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I'm just thinking of Vegas, Antonio Brown, like a sideshow. No, the team that would go do <laughs> it would be some crappy team to sell tickets, like the Bengals. God, I, do you think AB would even go there? I mean, who does cares? he have a choice? No, he doesn't. Do you want to get paid millions, or do you want to sit at home and yell I just at, like yell at police officers and, and make throw bad and throw music couches off your balcony? Do other crazy things. That dude's lost it, man. I I swear when um um why can't I remember his name right now? The guy that hit him. I can't remember his name. Vontez Burfick. Yeah, when Vontez Burfick hit him with that sh- I think that's the that's the moment where A B lost it. Was when he got that just <laughs> the no brainer banger from Vontez Burfick. I think that was the moment. All right, 608 321 Twitter is at Zone Madison. Twitch can find me. Ebo says our handsome faces are on there. Facebook, the Zone Madison. You know who I wouldn't mind the Packers re-signing? Who? Tremont Williams. I, I think they, I I think they do need some uh, 
defensive back help, and I think it would be nice to have a a veteran Tremont Williams kind of locking down that. Uh, I would love it. And plus, I have this giant plastic cup from Quick Trip. It's like a it like hold. It's like a thirty two ouncer. It's huge. And it's got Tremont Williams on it with a G on the other side. I would, I'd still like that because I like when I have memorabilia when my guy's still on the team. I know I'm rocking my Brett Favre sweater right now, but Brett Favre's timeless. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, Brett Favre is timeless. Other than Tremont Williams, I don't – Now, look at the swag. Look at what I'm wearing right now. This is Brett Favre, MVP, back-to-back, 95 to 96. Look at this thing. Is this, this is swag off the charts, isn't it? Well, you know it's 90s because it's a crew neck with no hood. Yeah, this is swag off the charts. This is sick. It smells a little funky, though. I found it in the basement of work here in a box. It was sitting in a box for like 20 years. I'll still rock it. But don't you think out of, <laughs> out of all the players that uh, the Packers have either let walk or brought back, Tremont Williams is probably the only one left out there Yeah, that I would be interested in them signing. Uh, let's see here. And you know it would be on the cheap because you're not going to give a 38-year-old man – a bunch of money. What do you think about this? The Sippy88 on Twitch says, why don't the Packers move Rashawn Gary to the slot? Could he do much worse than the receiving core did last year? And then the King says, well, what about tight end instead? All I got to say is the Rashawn Gary videos are getting annoying. <laughs> like, I'm I'm glad you can do push-ups in your house. I'm glad you can. It looked like he was reading off a script and struggling with it. And you want to put a guy out at receiver i know it's jokingly but come on hand-eye coordination let's go <laughs> all right uh, coming you can barely up barely read the script on his video you sh- go you sh- watch it i've seen multiple mul- them multiple times it's interesting all right usually we have the action zone coming up but there's like nothing to gamble on we're going to get you updated on the mythical march madness bracket and then i have vegas odds a interesting under bet coming in for the packers but uh, we're keeping this ship afloat for as long as we possibly can, and we're going to do it at a high level, Rowdy. We're going to have some fun. We're going to hopefully bring some laughs and some smiles to some faces. We're going to talk some sports, even though sports really isn't going on. And something else I want to talk about is what have I been doing when I'm not here? Well, I crushed the Tiger King. Joe Exotic, Carol Baskins. Listen here, mother. She killed her husband. And Doc Antiel, Joe Exotic, a bombshell was dropped on me yesterday about Joe Exotic. She was a rich woman. She had rich taste. She this is Joe Exotic singing about Carol Baskins. She killed her husband, right? Yeah, evidence would say probably. So if you've watched Tiger King, I'd love you to call in and tell me what you think about it. 608-321-1670. It's like everything you want and more, and uh, I don't even. What would you even consider it? Like a a crime, drama, comedy, <laughs> yeah, reality show, all made into one. And it is all real, except for this his singing. Joe Exotic didn't record any of this music. Oh, here Mama's got some treats for Here's a video of Carol Baskins feeding her husband to tigers. And Joe so Exotic singing about it. So you say he didn't record it? But did he, like, come up with the lyrics? Like, how far did he go into creating this? I'll tell you in a second here. Let's go to the phones quick. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Joe Ebo Show. Who I got? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, Mitch. All right, Mitch, I told you to watch it, and and I saw your Facebook post. It looks like as Tiger King went on and on and on, you got less and less interested. Tell me about your thoughts on Tiger King. Well, it's not that I didn't get less interested. And First of all, I want to mention this because you'll laugh at this, I think. Carol's current husband, doesn't he look like a real-life version of Mr. Mackey? Oh, my (laughs) God. He looks like he's part of like the royal family. Like he's one yeah. of like Prince Charles's like like cousins or something. Right? Yeah. You know, you're right about that. <laughs> but okay, so here's the deal. I, I like the first four episodes. Hilarious. I couldn't stop watching it. It was great. But there came a point, I think, in the middle of the fifth episode, where I'm like, you know what? I absolutely hate all these people. Oh yeah. Some of it. It. it a lot of it 
seemed, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm not naive. I know a lot of reality TV shows and documentaries, to a certain extent, are fabricated and 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 you know they're, they're hammed up for the TV. But it seemed just a little bit over the top towards the end there, <laughs> and it was just like, God, I gotta stop. Like, Dude, what am I, I mean, doing it went life? from a hilarious comedy and like your jaw hitting the floor of like these people exist, and then it went into like. How in the hell is this, like, happening? Like, it, it, it got a little too dramatized, but I still enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, well, and then, like, the, the, the Chucky guy, <laughs> it's just the, the, where they show him on the, the Wave Runner or whatever, yeah, it's like, yeah. what was the point of that He's a part? snitch. He's oh, a snitch. Yeah. He's like, I'll snitch again. And I, I can't believe, well, I can believe, but uh, the, the Jeff... Jeff character yeah jeff Lowe. when they showed yeah when they showed him rolling in a hummer i'm like of course oh, he drives that guy, a hummer that guy shops like, at the buckle exclusively for bedazzled jeans yep. and then drive he's probably i wonder how much debt he is in with all this like oh. big rich lifestyle he's trying to live yeah a, an affliction t-shirt jeff and the Lowe. hummer it's just, yeah. yeah what'd you say uh, jeff it, Lowe. He, say it oh, i was gonna say jeff Lowe is like that one couple that's at every small town bar yeah. wearing the affliction yeah. decked out that thinks they're like 20 <laughs> years younger than they are i can say this because i don't work there anymore but he remi- he's like a carbon copy of my old boss <laughs> there's always there's one person that everyone identifies with in this documentary i think jeff yeah. Lowe might be the one's like i know this douchebag i see right. this douchebag out at bars when bars were a thing Oh. Well, thanks, Mitch. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Take care, buddy. All right, let's go back to the phone, 608-321-1670. We welcome in our man, Artie Ho. What's up, Artie? You know that B. Carol Baskin, she killed her husband. Now, listen here, mother effer. That Carol Baskin, she killed her husband. Let me ask you a question. When you're watching those adult films, you like watching the guy with the big finger or the little finger? <laughs> well, the big one. <laughs> <laughs> then you're not as straight as you thought you were. <laughs> Dude, the one-liners in it, Artie, are incredible. This Joe Exotic is the person we needed in this quarantine. I just wish there was more episodes. Oh, my God. It's my favorite thing in the whole world right now. So here, check this out. Now, obviously, there's only seven episodes, but Joe Exotic literally recorded everything. If you go to YouTube and you just type in Joe Exotic, there's like he's got like so many different messages to people's like some to Trump, some to Carol Baskins. He recorded everything. There's like there's a million more hours of footage on YouTube already. Like, and then so that I, I would like you to start calling me Doctor Artie Ho because doctor's degree in mystical mysticism of the freaking sky. What the hell? That Bhagavan work eighteen hours a day. I'll pay you a hundred bucks a week, and you got to have sex with me all the time. And they're like, they're like good looking chicks too. Some of them. You're like, how did how did he brainwash them? I think here's the thing. Here's the thing I took away from Tiger King. Having and owning a tiger opens a lot of doors for you. Oh. The bigger the pussycat. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I could not. I could not believe. And it's like every episode got a little crazier. Got a little, like the two guys. Yeah, I don't consider myself gay. He's just married two other men. Yeah. How does Joe Exotic get two straight men to marry him? Like I've. <laughs> I'm gonna buy that. He's gonna buy that one guy a pickup truck every other week, but apparently not a toothbrush. And how about? And I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it. But how about when he's doing? He's at a funeral and he's talking. He's doing his eulogy and he's talking about the guy who had died rubbing his balls on his head. Yes, with his mother. With his mom mother sitting over. right there. It's like, what oh. kind of eulogy is that? He's oh. like, give me them golden nuggets, boy. Rub it on my head. What in it's, the hell? I I I just it's it just. My jaw dropped lower and lower with every stinking episode. So, I loved it. Artie, it was last weekend, or actually it was two weekends ago, when it first came out. I was upstairs in my, in my I call it the other room. I was upstairs in my other room playing some video games, and my wife was all the way downstairs in the basement. And I just heard for a half an hour, 40 minutes straight, just her laughing her ass off. I came running down. I'm like, what are you watching? And it was that scene where he's posing in the field, Joe Exotic's posing in his field with his two husbands (laughs) with their shirts off. And she's like, I can't stop watching this. I'm dying laughing. You need to watch it. It's it's everything you wanted in a documentary. Like you can't, at first I'm like. Give me them golden nuggets, boy. Is this like. 
Spinal Tap where it's like a <laughs> fake documentary or something? And it's, it's real. Like, it's it's real. It, then they, just keep, they just keep introducing new people. Like the t- previous caller said, there's no more Affliction shirts left in the world because Jeff Lowe bought them all. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't get it, dude. And how do they, how do they let these methed-out hillbillies have like 200 tigers? And that Jeff always got a limp and he's bald and you know it's just like holy cow. And that Carol chick killed her husband. She totally did. She totally killed her husband. How you holding up, brother, through all this? Well, it was great. Except this morning at six a.m. trying to get back on the online school, I had all kinds of technical difficulties. So yeah, looks like I got to use one of those vacation days then, bro. (laughs) I'm gonna call in sick. (laughs) Hey, yeah, what do you say? You know it's the end of the world when I start walking three miles a day just to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you keep your head up, man, all right? Yeah, keep up the good work. Thank all right, you, see you, brother. Okay, I, the most bizarre thing, I think, though, is for people that have watched it, the last episode, you come to a point where there's like a montage that just seems so out of place with the rest of the being in Oklahoma or the hillbilly nature (laughs) do you know what i'm talking about the The jet ski yes like where did that come from every scene in that show i think where did that come from (laughs) like Like, these people are real and they exist like these people it's yes they they've drummed it up a little bit at the end but these people are this is what you see is what you get with these people especially joe exotic like the james guy is bragging about stitching on people while he's riding a jet ski ski. like what i just just doesn't even i'm telling you if you watch tiger king you can go to youtube and find like a million more hours of joe exotic and now he's suing for like i think he's suing netflix for like almost 100 million dollars good for him Free Joe Exotic. And if you haven't watched it yet, my God, you need to. Just the first three, what do you think? The first three, four episodes are insane. Well, I mean, each one gets get, more and more bizarre. I mean, this dude, Joe Exotic, wrote a song about a woman murdering her husband and feeding her to tigers. It's this song. You can't find this taste in the zoo. Oh. It's a music video of a look like of her feeding meat to tigers. Speaking of, like, you know, who would you live with or who, what camp would you rather do it? I already said this earlier, but that Carol Baskins, when she laughs every time she says a sentence, bugs the hell out of me. And Nelson, her, she's a murderer. That's what she's unhinged. And her husband, her second husband. That guy's an that idiot, is, too. That is a weird looking dude. He looks like, like a Prince Charles's cousin or something. Like it's he doesn't it doesn't look like right, dude. Their wedding picture. But what what person does look right in that show? <laughs> like there's dudes with meth mouth. There's Joe Exotic wearing like bedazzled tiger shirts and he's carrying guns and he's got a bleached mullet and he's <laughs> the most the most normal guy is the guy with no legs. Like I'm wondering <laughs> okay. how he got there. And people are probably like what people are like I thought there was a sports show. What are you talking about? Well, newsflash, there is no sports. There's a guy with no legs. He has ICP, insane clown posse, fake legs. He's the most normal one of the whole show. 608-321-1670, who we got? What's up, guys? It's Patterson Badger here. Oh, what's up, brother? How you living? Uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. In these trying I'm times, in I'm there. hanging in there too, man. Yeah. Man, Lion, I'm sorry, Tiger King? There, I had life before Tiger King, and now my life after Tiger King. <laughs> that show is unreal. What did you think? I mean, what did you think as each episode started unfolding? Okay, so I'm only like five episodes in, oh, but I'm on like wait. pins and needles on every single moment. I'm just like, I've got a notebook. I'm trying to take notes as I watch because it is, it is unreal. It's an experiment in humanity. Like, it's insane. I thought people from Florida were crazy. Apparently, people from Oklahoma are. Just off the wall, dude. Man, all right. You can only work for one camp: Joe Exotic, Carol Baskins, or Doc Antiel. Which one do you have to? Which one do you work for? Oh man! I... All right, here I'll break it down real quick. Carol Baskins, you're technically a volunteer. You work six days out of the week. And you get paid no money, but you have no threat <laughs> of anyone trying to seduce you or kill you because you're not married yeah. to Carol Baskins. Joe Exotic, you get all the expired meat you can eat from and Walmart, he, and he pays you 150 dollars a week and might seduce you. And Doc Antiel. 
you live in like a shack with cockroaches and you watch him steal away all the women. What do you do? I think I go with that, that last guy. I mean, at least he's got some, some attractive women. Yeah, at least there's around. some eye candy around, right? Yeah, yeah. How about the, the uh, zoo hand, the, the girl that got her arm bit off? And yeah. she's still like, she, she's like, yeah, and it she just She still happened. works there. And she still works there, and she has like no problem with it. She was like, yeah, like, it hurt for two days, and then I was back at work. Hey, my arm like, got gnawed off by a tiger, but I'll be back at work the next day. Yeah. I'm yeah. never going to be like able to financially recover all, from this. Out of all the characters, I feel like the only one that's semi like sane is the guy missing both of his legs. <laughs> and <laughs> and the guy crazy. with no teeth that was like that, that zoo handler. That yeah. um I don't even remember his name, the hippie looking guy with the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just it's unreal. I love that show. Hey Patterson so, Badger, is your is your business still open and everything? You want if it is, you want to give a shout out for it and see if like, Yeah, one of the got junk. We yeah, we are we are open for business. We are cleaning out and decluttering people's homes and basements every day. So we are open. It's just one eight hundred got junk, right? Yes, one eight hundred got junk. So my last point about the show is I want to dress up like group costume for Halloween. Yeah. And we all choose a character because I mean, there's just so much so much potential for Halloween costumes from that show. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Are you going to be Joe Exotic and you get two guys to be his husbands? I don't. I'm debating. Do I want to be him or do shirts? I want to be? Yeah. Do I want to be the uh, the other guy that's got all the hot women around? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't. All right, Patterson Benjamin. Thanks, man. I'm dying over yeah, here. Yeah. I right. know. I'll, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks right, for see, the show. See you, buddy. So the other funny meme. <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. You've probably seen it on Twitter or Facebook. It's. Um, of Joe Exotic's uh, first husband, where they're talking about I like, I have his no teeth, teeth, where it says too close, and then the yeah, other one is social distancing. <laughs> he got fake teeth now. He actually looks uh, decent. Good for him. He's, you gotta get rid of those tattoos, but, though. Okay, so a lot of people have said it now that the most normal guy from that show is probably the guy it's missing the his two guy. legs. Yeah. But then. I feel like you have to hold it against him that he stayed there for 14 years. If you're normal and understand what's going on, why are you there? Why are you there for 14 years? 14 minutes would be enough for me. When the semi of expired Walmart meat pulls up and that's your food for the week, yeah, you, got, you go in there and take hey, your pick. Oh, first. this steak's only three weeks expired. I think it'll be okay as it's laying in a hot semi ba- trailer. <laughs> All right, we'll talk sports next. I got some gambling for the Packers coming up. We'll let Joe Exotic take you out. All right, we're going to get an update on the Nellies, the top movies Nelson has never seen. We put it in a bracket. We vote on them. Also, a look back into the mythical March Madness bracket. We have Dayton versus Liberty and Michigan State versus Nova, Villanova. Best and worst of the weekend coming up as well. Got a lot of bad, not much good, but we'll find something. But right now, Tiger King aside. <laughs> By the way, Ozark 3 dropped on Friday. Season 3 Ozarks. I'm about three episodes in. That's pretty badass, man. Uh, we'll talk a little more. Um, it's on my list once I culture. finish uh, Narcos Mexico I'm going to get back two. into Narcos. All right, Nelson. So I saw this drop. As of right now, the, the draft is still going on. The draft is still going to go on, I should say. And the NFL, hopefully... Will as well. I saw some people like Kirk Herbstreit said he'd be shocked if college football was played this year. Did you see that? No, and I don't want to see that. Kirk, Kirky, Herbie, zip, zip it, zip it, zip it. We don't need to be thinking about that right now. But I did see this for the top three most popular NFL win total under bets. This is a lot of cash coming in for the unders. 79% of the cash is on the Buccaneers to win less than nine games. Tom Brady going to the Bucks. They got all that firepower, all that talent. Bruce Arians, a coaches, a player's coach, if you will. Nelson, what do you think of the under for nine games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? 79% of the cash going in the under of nine. Man. That's a lot. I, I really I don't, I don't know what to think of Tampa Bay, to be completely honest, because – Jameis Winston also liked to throw the ball all around. Yep. He's obviously not 30 gonna, for 30. Yeah, he's he's not going to be as smart as Tom Brady is with the football. I think that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. But we also know that Tom Brady can't throw the football down the field like Jameis Winston can. So now is that going to affect how they use Mike Evans? Is that going to affect how they use Chris Godwin? Because, I mean, Godwin can stretch the field. 
Yep. He's a burner. Yep. Mike Evans obviously is a big body that can go deep. I think this this might change the effectiveness more of Mike Evans than it would Godwin because I think Godwin could be used in the slot. All right. So you you're what sitting that one out for the under? Yeah, I'm. I really I have no idea what to think All about right. the Patriots. Here's the next. Or, the Patriots, the Buccaneers. That was the third most popular bet for unders in the NFL. Here's the second most popular bet for unders. Eighty two percent of the cash on the Cleveland Browns is coming in to win less than eight and a half games. See, I could see that one. The Browns, what do we know about the Browns? Their entire existence is pain, is suffering, is fear, is hating their own players. Baker Mayfield is kind of a turd. If you're in Cleveland, what do they call it? The factory of sadness. I have no problem going less than eight and a half wins for the Cleveland Browns. See, I know Cleveland's lost a lot of players. I know they've brought some big name players in, but I think it it kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit. I think it's really gonna it's gonna have to come down to how well Baker Mayfield plays. Because if Baker, I'm not a believer in Baker if Mayfield. Baker Mayfield plays like he did the beginning of uh, his rookie season, this team could win ten games. Yeah, because they got a lot of. Remember talent. last year, they're the most chic. They're like the chic NFL Super Bowl. Well, then if the he, Super Bowl pick, if he plays like he did last year, this team could win six games. And look at the amount of talent they had last year. <laughs> All right, so that's the I, I would go under on that to be honest with you. And here is the number one most popular NFL win total under bet. Now I always say, and I steal this from a lot of people. I think a lot of people say this: life is too short to bet the under, but. of the cash is on the Green Bay Packers to win less than 10 games this coming, if it happens, season. See, I could definitely see that. That's the most popular bet, according to Sportsline, for unders. Packers won 13 games last year and had basically zero injuries the whole season. What, it was just... um, what that safety or what the hell was his name? I can't remember now. No one, literally, yeah, no like, one got hurt. They have the healthiest they've ever been. No one, the no luckiest one missed, that they've ever been. No one missed a huge amount of time. Well, Raven Green. Who, it gets, who cares? <laughs> like, is his name Darnell Savage? Is his name Adrian Amos? No. I mean, Devonte <laughs> Adams missed four games, but they won all those four games. Courtesy of Adam Jones, like no or Aaron one, Jones, Adam Jones, the guitars for two. No one missed a significant amount of time. Plus, how many games did we we talk about how they got extremely lucky? Like, oh my God, the Packers and luck—they've never been so lucky. I've never seen an NFL team so lucky. The Packers were the luckiest NFL team I've ever seen, and I loved it. Obviously, well, yeah, you like to see it, but. You can't bank on that. They won two games against the Detroit Lions and led for zero seconds in both the games. That's wild. So, you would take the under then, Nelson, of 10 games? Yeah, because I think if if you look, if they would have had some injuries thrown in there, if they wouldn't have gotten extremely lucky, I think last year's team would have won like eight, nine games. And that, it's just being realistic. Now I think they had the most amount of close games in the NFL too. I want to say, like of like single digit, and wins. they were finding ways to win, which that doesn't happen all the time. Now, if uh, Brian Gutekunst nails his draft, obviously they could. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to say they could be better than thirteen and three because that's pretty tough to do. Go fourteen to fifteen and one or sixteen and zero, oh, but they could be good again. They could be 11, 12, 13 wins. But if he doesn't do well in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised if this team won eight games. I think I just I feel like there's going to be a step back for the Packers coming up this year because how do you duplicate the luck? Well, and how do you, how do you duplicate the lack of injuries? It's it's you can't. That's something that's just this chance. You could be a better team and take a step back because you won 13 games. Yeah, 13 and three, and you know if you go back and look at some of those wins, you're like, man, how'd they pull it off, dude? Oh, and here's this: No Heart Nelson on Twitch. Says, how can you bet the under when they play the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings twice a year? Well, again, they beat the Lions twice last year and led zero seconds. Like <laughs> they won on two last second field goals. Something to think about. And the Lions stunk.
93% of the money is coming in on the Packers to go under 10 wins. What do you think? Nine and seven? That ain't getting you. Well, is it expanded? No, it's still. That's still. This, still, this year will be 16 games. I believe that starts next year. There are two seasons from now. Can nine and seven get you in? Well, I mean, you still don't lose that bet if they go 10 and six. True. So it'd be a push. So, I mean, they'd have to win 11 games for you to lose. All right, 608 321 Twitter is at Zone Madison. What do you think about the Packers and the money in Vegas coming in? 93% of the cash. It's the most popular bet. The Packers under 10 wins. Crazy.